Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, this is Chris, the public safety guru, a.k.a. the EMT tutor, bringing you this exciting announcement. I have revamped memberships, and you can now access exclusive content, which includes quizzes, practice tests, block exams, practice final exams, study guides, and other resources for the low cost of $4.99 a month. And when you're done with your EMT program or taking the National Registry exam, you can cancel. Now, you can join from your favorite podcast app, but it's best if you do it from Spotify or our Patreon channel. If you join from your podcast app, all you need to do is send me an email to thepublicsafetyguru at gmail.com letting me know that you signed up. But if you do it from Patreon, I get instant notification, which grants you instant access to our Google Drive, which has all of these resources, including the ad-free version of this podcast. But wait, here is the most exciting part. When you subscribe, you get access to our all-new Discord channel, which allows you to have interaction with me, where you can ask me specific questions as it relates to your EMT program or prepping for the National Registry exam. But let's just say you just have that question where you're not understanding something. Well, we can answer that question through Discord, and that's what I'm really excited about. And last, you can interact with this EMT community and help each other. All right, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the EMT Tutor, and I almost forgot, if you're looking for us at Patreon, search for the EMT Tutor. All right, let's get on with your learning. In this podcast, not only will we be talking about medications that are carried on an EMS unit, as opposed to patient-assisted medications, and then those medications that an EMT could be administered, but we're going to be talking about, at the end of the podcast, pharmacology principles, and the reason why I put that at the end is if you're just struggling to try to learn the various different medications, then that's what the beginning of this podcast is all about. And then you could subsequently go to the end of the podcast and then you can get that extra information that you may need to fill in the blanks. Remember, this lecture series presented by the Public Safety Guru has been designed to give you EMT knowledge in little chunks. See, unfortunately, in most programs, we throw a lot of information out at you during lectures, and then you have to decipher what's important and not important, and then try to regurgitate this information when you take your test, your skills test, and ultimately national registry. If you're listening to this, then you're going to be getting this information in little chunks to help you digest it and put it into that long-term memory. Also, don't forget, if you head on over to thepublicsafetyguru.com, you can get additional resources by becoming a subscriber slash member. Okay, on to your learning. Before jumping into the actual medications, each medication will be identified. And then the next thing we will talk about is the action of the medication, the indications when you're going to use it, the contraindications when you're not going to use it, the route, any side effects, the interactions, your actual dose, and any miscellaneous concerns. So that's how we're going to be covering the following medications. All right, we're going to be talking about acetaminophen, 
otherwise known as Tylenol. Now the action, it's a analgesic and fever reducer. Indications are for relief of mild pain or fever, headache, and muscle cramps. Contraindications when we don't give it is when someone has a hypersensitivity to Tylenol. The route will be by mouth and by now you should refer to that as PO. For medication terminology, PO means by mouth. A side effect will be an allergic reaction. Now interactions. Take caution to avoid potential overdosing. Many OTC medications contain acetaminophen. A prime example is NyQuil. People don't realize that NyQuil contains acetaminophen. So they may decide to take a dose of acetaminophen and then take a dose of NyQuil, not realizing that they're now taking a double dose of acetaminophen. So these are the precautions that we want to be uh, careful with. And we want to ask our patients, did they take acetaminophen and did they take anything else? Now, as far as the dose, 500 to 1000 milligrams every four hours as needed. Dose is weighted based for children. Now for our administration concerns, weight of a child is more important than age. And we want to be concerned about that when we're giving information on to what is the dose of a child. Now you may be asking, what is an OTC medication? Well, this is over-the-counter. Once again, another medical acronym. I guess I could have just said over-the-counter, but I want to start getting you used to the terms that you will hear from medical staff. Our next medication is activated charcoal. Now, the action is it absorbs toxic substances in the digestive tract. Your indications are most oral poisonings, an oral overdose. This is a medication I used to utilize as a paramedic when we would have someone who would take a large dose of acetaminophen and it's in there and we would go ahead and immediately administer activated charcoal to try to bind all of this uh, that Tylenol together so it wasn't absorbed throughout the body because acetaminophen will ultimately kill the liver. I want you to think of it in that way. Now the contraindications are a decreased level of consciousness overdose of corrosives or caustics or any petroleum substances. The route is once again PO by mouth and side effects of this medication are nausea, vomiting, constipation, and black stools. Now your interactions is this bonds with and inactivates most medications and substances in the digestive tract. So it's just basically binding it all together. Now your dose is for an adult, it's one to two grams per kilogram. So we're going to need to know the approximate weight of our adult patient. Our administrative concerns are it stains. So we want to protect the patient and provide cloth and provider clothing. So it could get on your uniform and stain your uniform and do not give when you're giving other PO medications. And that's activated charcoal. Our next medication will be aspirin aka bear. Now the action in aspirin is it's an anti-inflammatory agent and anti-fever agent. It also prevents platelets from clumping, therefore decreasing formation of new clots. Indications are aspirin is recommended for relief of mild pain, headache, muscle aches, chest pain of cardiac origin. Now your contraindications are hypersensitivity and recent bleeding. 
Once again, our route is PO by mouth. Now side effects of this medication could be nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, bleeding, and allergic reactions. Interactions, caution should be used in patients who are taking anticoagulants because aspirin will thin out the blood. Now, as far as our doses, we have 160 to 325 milligrams. Of that, there are normally chewable tablets for chest pain. Our administration concerns are do not administer for, do not administer for pain caused by trauma or for fever in children. Patients with chest pain must be able to chew tablets. Our next medication is diphenhydramine or Benadryl. The action is it's a antihistamine, so it blocks histamines. Your indications are for mild allergic reactions. Contraindications are asthma, glaucoma, pregnancy, hypertension, and infants. The route is PO by mouth. Our side effects are sleepiness. However, in children, they can get stimulated, dry mouth, or throat. Our interactions are do not take with alcohol or a MAO inhibitor, which is a type of psychiatric medication. Dose is 25 to 50 milligrams. Our administrative concern is we can use this in a severe allergic reaction. However, normally we will use epinephrine first, and that is diphenhydramine. Okay, let's talk epinephrine, and we normally see this as an EpiPen. Your action is it stimulates the nervous system, causing bronchodilation. Our indication is anaphylaction or anaphylactic reaction. Our contraindications are chest pain of cardiac origin, hypothermia, and hypertension. Our route is IM, intramuscular, IM. Now side effects will be hypertension, tachycardia, anxiety, and restlessness. Our interactions are increases effects of other nervous system stimulants. Now for our doses, we do have two. Our, our adult dose is 0.3 milligrams and our child dose is 0.15 milligrams. But if it's in an EpiPen, it has been pre-dosed at the pharmacy. Now administration concerns are medications will last approximately five minutes. Do not repeat dose in, unless you ensure that ALS, advanced life support, is en route to continue treatment. Our next medication is ibuprofen, otherwise Advil, Motrin, or Nuprin. Our action is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, a ACID, N-S-A-I-D, that reduces inflammation and fever. It's also an analgesic. Indications are mild pain or fever, headache, and muscle aches. Contraindications are hypersensitivity to ibuprofen. Now our route will be again PO by mouth. Side effects could include nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, bleeding, and allergic reactions. Interactions do not take with aspirin. Now as far as our dose, the dose will be 200 to 400 milligrams every four to six hours. And for children, it's based upon their weight. Administrative concerns do not take for pain caused by trauma. Weight of child is more important than age. Now in this next drug, we're gonna call this an inhaler slash bronchodilator. 
And the medications that fall within this category are albuterol, provental, and venilin. Now, the action of these medications are it stimulates the nervous system, causing bronchodilation. Our indications are asthma, difficulty breathing with wheezing. Our contraindications are hypersensitivity to these med medications if the patient's having relative tachycardia and chest pain of cardiac origin. We don't want to make it worse. Our route is inhalation, so they're going to be breathing this medication in. Our side effects are hypertension, tachycardia, anxiety, and restlessness. Our interactions are increased effects of other nervous system stimulants. So basically it's helping the body to help itself. Our dose is one to two inhalations. We're gonna wait five minutes and dependent on the patient's condition, possibly repeat a dose. Our administrative concerns are patient must inhale all medications in one breath. Coach patient to hold breath for five seconds after inhalation. The next drug we have is naloxone aka Narcan. Now the action in this medication is it reverses respiratory depression secondary to opiate overdose. Our indications are opiate poisoning. Our contraindications are hypersensitivity. Our route is we could give it IM intramuscular or IN intranasal. Just all depends on where you work. Side effects could be nausea and vomiting. Our interactions are Additional dose may be required for severe opiate overdoses. I've given multiple four to five doses and still did not affect the patient. Our dose is a 0.4 milligram auto injector or a two milligram intranasaler. And it could also include what we call a muscular autonomizer device, MAD. And you'll see, you'll see those in your actual class. And your administrative concerns are, or your administration concerns are patients may wake up combative. Yes, they may be a little upset that you messed up their high. Our next medication is nitroglycerin, otherwise known as nitrostat or nitromist. Our actions are it will dilate blood vessels. Now indications are chest pain of cardiac origin. Our contraindications are hypotension, that's a systolic pressure less than 100, Use of sildenafil, Viagra, or other treatment for erectile dysfunction within the previous 24 hours, and a head injury. Our route is SL, sublingual, and it's in a tablet or spray form. Our side effects are headache, burning under the tongue, hypotension, and nausea. Our dose will be 0.3 to 0.4 milligrams sublingually, or a 0.4 milligram spray. Once again, these are all pre-metered doses that are handled at the pharmacy. Our interactions will, it increases dilating effects of other blood vessel dilating medications. And our administration concerns are, we definitely want to make sure that ALS, advanced life support, is in route. The next medication will be oral glucose, AKA glutose. The action is, when absorbed, provides glucose for cell use. Indications are low blood glucose, otherwise known as hypoglycemia. Our contraindications will be a decreased level of consciousness, nausea, and or vomiting. Our route is PO by mouth. Side effects could be nausea and vomiting. There are no interactions. 
Now, as far as our dose, it could be a half to one tube, and each tube is approximately 15 grams. Our administration concerns are patient must be awake, have control of their airway, and be able to follow commands. Now, this next medication is oxygen, and this is going to be a big one. So we're going to try to break it down for you because there are some or there is some information that should be very important to you for testing purposes. Now, our action is reverses hypoxia, provides oxygen to be absorbed by the lungs. Indications are hypoxia or suspected hypoxia. Contraindications, very rarely used in patients with COPD, but never withhold oxygen from patients who are in respiratory distress. Your route is IN, inhalation. Side effects are decreased respiratory effort in rare cases in patients with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, aka COPD. Now your dose, use oxygen delivery devices to administer anywhere between 28 to 100% oxygen. Administration concerns are do not use near open flames as oxygen will support <laughs> combustion. Now I'm going to give you the route, which will be like nasal cannula, simple mask, blah, 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 flow rate, and oxygen delivered. These could be important in your testing purposes. So let's break this down. A nasal cannula at a flow rate of 0.5 to 6 liters per minute will provide 25 to 40% oxygen to your patient. Using a simple mask at a flow rate of 6 to 15 liters per mask could provide 50 to 60% oxygen. A non-rebreather mask set at 10 to 15 liters per minute could provide 90 to 100% oxygen, hence the reason why this is our more common way of administering oxygen. Then we have a BVM with reservoir. The flow rate set at 10 to 25 liters per minute can provide 40 to 90% oxygen. And last, a BVM with endotracheal tube set at 10 to 25 liters per minute can provide 100% oxygen. I do apologize, I gave it to you in this format, but these are numbers that are important for testing purposes. All right, now that we got all those medications out of the way, let's talk about some pharmacology principles. Pharmacology, this is the science of drugs, including their ingredients, preparation, use, and actions on the body. A medication is a substance that is used to treat or prevent disease or relieve pain. Pharmacodynamics is the process by which a medication works on the body. While this next bit of information may not be important to you based on the program that you're in, I'm still going to break up medications into four categories. So this category is medications that may be carried on an EMS unit. Those medications are oxygen, oral glucose, activated charcoal, aspirin, and epinephrine. Now, patient-assisted medications are EpiPen, nitroglycerin, and inhaler-slash-bronchodilators, and those have to be a meter-dose inhaler. Our next category is EMT-administered medications, which are identified as oxygen, oral glucose, activated charcoal, nitroglycerin, and aspirin. Overall, all EMT medications are oxygen, activated charcoal, oral glucose, aspirin, 
epinephrine, inhalers, nitroglycerin, and naloxone, aka Narcan. Remember, you may administer or help to administer medications only under the following conditions. Condition number one, medical control gives you a direct order to administer a medication and or the local medical protocols under which you are working permit you to administer that medication. Or the local medical protocols developed by a medical physician under whom you are working includes standing orders for use of a medication in defined situations. It is imperative that you give or help medications to help patients take any other medications under any other circumstances. In moving forward with pharmacology, there are some principles to medications and we've already talked a little bit about those, but we're going to get a little bit deeper into them. Principle of medications has eight subcategories. So the first one is name, the trade name or the generic name, the actions of the medication, indications of the medication, contraindications, routes of administration, side effects, interactions, and the dose. Now regards to name, there is a generic name. This is a simple, clear, non-proprietary non name, such as ibuprofen. And then we have the trade name. This is a brand name that manufacturers give to a medication, such as Tylenol, which is really just acetaminophen. Now let's talk about those other categories. An action. This is the therapeutic effect of a medication on the body. Quite simply, why we're giving the medication and what we want it to do for the body. The next is indications. These are the reasons or conditions for which a particular medication is given. Contraindications. Well, these are the, condition, these are the conditions that make a particular medication or treatment inappropriate because it would not help and may actually harm our patient. Now, in regard to route, we have two categories. They are enteral and peritoneal. Enteral, and I do apologize for my pronunciation, enters the body through the digestive tract. This form of medication will be a pill or a liquid, such as a cough medicine, absorbed slowly and not commonly used in an emergency setting. Peritoneal, it enters the body by a route other than the digestive tract, the skin, or the mucous membrane often in liquid form and is generally administered using syringes and needles, absor absorbed much more quickly and offers a more predictable and measurable response. But don't forget, there are many ways that a medication can enter the body. Some of the ones we identified in this lecture are just two to three of the many that are available. Now, a side effect is any action of a medication other than the desired one. A prime example would be nitroglycerin. A side effect is headache. Well, the headache was, will hurt the patient a little bit, it's not enough that we would not give the medication. Interactions are actions that is influenced by other actions. Last, dose, is the amount of medication given on the basis of the patient's size and age. And these are the principles of medication, ladies and gentlemen. As you enter the world of EMT, you're also gonna be responsible for the six rights of medication administration. And those rights are as follows. Number one, right patient. Number two, right medication. Number three, right dose. Number four, right route. Number five, right time. Number six, right documentation. You should memorize the six rights of, of patient medication. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
That is Pharmacology Season 2. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you're able to leave feedback, please do so as feedback helps other students to find this podcast. Also, don't forget that there is a study guide as well as PowerPoint that's associated with this lecture that could be found for subscribers and members to the Public Safety Guru. You can also subscribe for premium content from Anchor FM as well as Spotify. There is a description in the link of this podcast. All right, everybody, this is Chris, the Public Safety Guru. Thank you for joining me on this podcast of pharmacology. More content coming. Keep those notifications on so you know when we upload a new podcast for our EMT Lectures Season 2. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy EMT and good luck in your program.